Hi, folks. Hi, everybody. I'm Matt Hill, and this is the uh, Talking Energy Show, we've called it. We're uh, blessed to be in the Trace Management uh, Building. They are an engineering uh, oil and gas firm, do a lot of stuff, so uh, they've graciously given me this space if I mention their name. My only sponsor, <laughs> Jason and Luke are uh, angels, and uh, the rest of the guys in the building are very fortunate. Even at times when I've uh, gotten into this brown water over here a little bit too much and carried on a little bit too uh, loudly and annoyed their other tenants, we've been forgiven somehow. There you go. Introduce yourself, buddy. Hi, it's Steve Reese, uh, founder and president of Reese Energy Consulting and Reese Energy Training. And uh, gr- great to be here with my old buddy, Matt. Yeah, you, uh, man, your name rings out in our industry. You are, uh, uh, your wisdom and your experience and, uh, and your skill set. It, uh, fortunately is still here with us and hopefully for many years, you know, we, uh, the great crew change, you know, so many are calling it, uh, we're, you know, I hope you're training others on what you do and how you do it. Your, uh, your systems, you know, if you will, because they're, vital to the future of oil and gas and the future of energy in our country, which is, you know, uh, political, uh, and, uh, man, in some cases, moral hotbed for, uh, talking points these days. But, you know, we in our industry are blessed to know that just how, uh, demand is out there and it's not going to go away. We need more energy more than ever. And, uh, man, we, we have to have people on board that, uh, have your experience and know what they're doing. I mean, we're, we're just talking before uh, we got on camera and uh, microphones about how he's signing up uh, companies left and right uh, to just, you know, do all you do. But before we get into your company, um, you know, personally, I just always uh, look up to you. Uh, I think the first time I got to meet you in person, you came to speak at, was it Oilfield Christian Fellowship? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just your story touched me because we have, you know, similar uh, family uh ties in, in our, uh, in our uh, children with uh, down syndrome. So, you know, I was, I was very fortunate to get to meet a leader, you know, like you to, uh, you know, look up to it's, it's nice to have those mentors, if you will. So how did you get in a, how's your family been involved in oil and gas? how did you get involved in oil and gas? What have you been doing? How'd you get here? Well, first off, I want to thank, uh, all my friends and colleagues for all their prayers through our, you know, our loss of our precious daughter, Angelina and, yep. uh, especially the LinkedIn followers, those that uh, commented and sent me messages oh, and viewed. Thank you for sharing with us as you went along that yeah, journey. Yeah, that, that post was viewed 750,000 times. So it it's was, inspiring. She was inspiring. But I appreciate the kind words uh, about the energy uh, experience and skill set. There's a lot that went on before me and a lot of guys that I learned back in the 70s and 80s when, you know, when I started in the industry. But uh, I got here, I think, originally I, I had a grandfather that even – passed even before I was born, but, um, he was, a he was a tool pusher and he drilled wells, uh, from, uh, Argentina to Eunice, New Mexico to Chandler, Oklahoma back in the thirties and forties. And just a heck of a guy, just a big old barrel chested, uh, uh, chain smoking, uh, whiskey drinking, uh, tool pusher. And he, he passed at 46, but, uh, <laughs> weird how that lifestyle might lead to yeah. the body not working as well as it should. Exactly. But, uh, um, not fair. 
when I got uh, when I got out of uh, college, uh, had an opportunity to go to work for Getty Oil in, in Pampa, Texas. Did you go to college for oil and gas? Uh, no, I just a regular business degree. Yeah, you had no uh, you had no direct like this is the direction I want to go. Not necessarily. Um, it was in the back of my mind, and I got the opportunity. And you know, being twenty two and single and saying you're going to Pampa, Texas, isn't the most exciting thing to think no. about from Oklahoma City. <laughs> but I had great mentors out there. I learned the business literally from changing charts, uh, running dynamometer cards, checking fluid levels to gauging tanks, learned it the right way. And uh, when Texaco purchased uh, Getty in 1984, I moved to Tulsa and uh, learned the natural gas marketing and and liquids business, the processing business, the midstream stuff, and uh, decided uh, in 1994 that uh, I was ready to pull their logo off my rear and put my own on. So I've been fortunate now to to be on my own for – for uh, 28, almost 30 years. Man, that's a, I mean, that's a step in its own. Just say uh, that entre- entrepreneurial spirit to go, you know what? I want to work for myself, see what it's like. Yeah, especially when you tell your wife. Are you a good I, boss I, to yourself? Well, yeah, I'm the best <laughs> boss in the world. But uh, when you tell your wife I'm leaving this nice job with a company car and everything, and we're going to be broke for probably five years, and she said, you know, I want you to be happy, and I'll live in a Quonset hut. So we're both blessed with great women, you know, behind us. Yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate. Been fortunate, and uh, the Lord's been great to our business in the last probably five years. We've probably tripled our revenue. This year is uh, another amazing story with the clients coming on board now almost weekly with our consulting services and have hired three new people this year and looking for, forward to more. And uh We've expanded into the Marcellus, the DJ Basin, the Haynesville, the Eagleford, of course, the Midcon and the Permian, uh, and the Bakken. So we're pretty much now in every basin doing uh, doing what we do, which is a lot of marketing, uh, midstream uh, auditing, field audits, uh, design work, uh, commercial, and et cetera. So we're we're very fortunate. I'm, you know, I'm always hopeful that uh, people outside of our industry might get to see this, you know, and just you know as, as a soft way into, you know, people that uh, care about energy education and energy literacy. Um, you know, we, we've hopefully come a long way in, uh, from my early days of just bashing people on Twitter that seem to be liberals and not understand oil and gas to, man, it, it really needs to be in our minds at all times. Like, hey, if there's anybody we can talk to about what we do and why we do it and how we do it, and so we give them that opportunity to understand energy and where it comes from and how they're part of it, no matter if they knew it or not. So little things like what is marketing for oil and gas, you know, like everything you do is fascinating too. I just tell people, I pretend that I know nothing about oil and gas and give me everything you want to about your company and what you do. It's, it's, it's fascinating. Well, we, you know, I uh, of course have a, a training company. I have some copyrighted seminars that I've taught off and on for 20 years uh, at Devon, One Oak, Chesapeake, Enterprise, Enbridge, you can name it. And we, we, uh, I've probably trained about 20 to 30,000 professionals over the years on, on natural gas marketing, finance, contracts, uh, midstream gas processing, et cetera. And, and really uh, going into those scenarios, I really never have an agenda other than to try to, to articulate what's in my, you know, simple brain and, uh, I still try to do that somewhat. It's not simple, folks, by the way. (laughs) I still try to do it with respect to uh, what's going on today because there is definitely a place for the green element in in our business, I do believe. I think, uh, uh, however, like anything else in in a place like the United States, uh, 
you know, an industry needs to be able to be economical and it needs to make sense and it needs to actually try to accomplish uh, the goals that it, it wants to accomplish and, and force feeding certain things uh, to the public, uh, as we're seeing now, especially in Europe, is, is not working out well. And uh, I think people need to have patience and need to have a lot of prayer and to kind of seek the truth as to how we need to go, you know, with the direction of the energy in the future. We, we were actually uh, just a side conversation after we just had uh, the Oilfield Christian Fellowship Lunch in uh, downtown Oklahoma City. And for those that, you know, haven't come uh, every, uh, the first Thursday of every month at uh, City Rescue Mission, we have uh, the Oilfield Christian Fellowship Lunch in, and we also have, uh, you know, somebody get up and talk and then, you know, just, it's a great, it's, I, I love it. You know, it supports the City Rescue Mission and that everybody, please look into what they do. It's, it's, it's uh, amazing. Well, the, also a side note, the Oilfield Christian, uh, organization that was founded by Sarge Summers. Uh, I have left uh, on my phone a voicemail from him uh, about three days uh, or right before um, Angelina passed, and he called and prayed with us, and I kept the voicemail on there, and Angelina actually passed exactly one year to the day that his wife had passed away. We, we had never met, but he was very uh, engaging with me and had me speak at a lot of his venues. And uh, I, I'm sorry I didn't get to meet him, but, you know, I will one day. I was for, yeah, I thought uh, how fortunate it was I got to meet him just a short time before he passed because I was at the uh, Permian Basin Oil Show and, yeah. and got to finally talk to him, you know, because I'd been going down to the Oilfield Connections meetings here and, you know, uh, Colby had been running them. And at some point I figured I'd run into him and get to meet him and shake his hand. So cool. neat guy, really. Yeah. It's it's pretty neat story. We have, I mean, everybody in our industry just have, I just get, you know, goosebumps because they're so excited and want to talk to everybody. But we did at the uh, Christian Fellowship right afterward, we were talking about how this energy uh, for all of us is, you know, coming down to these like hard lines where there's just like, hey, look, you know, I, I think this is anti-human, you know, it's, it's not just, you know, bad business, but if you, if you look at the ramifications of what you could do disrupting the flow of energy from oil and gas and stop it all together, you know, you know, just cold Turkey in some areas of the world, you're going to kill people. Well, it already is affecting some people and it's, and even in what, in the poor areas of Western Europe where they, uh, kind of force fed some of the wind, uh, technology on people. Of course, it, it hasn't worked out well. If you look at the prices of, uh, of, uh, wind and, and natural gas or electricity, and natural gas now in Western Europe, I mean, it's 10 to 20 times normal. And, um, uh, you know, I think we, we need to be patient. The technology, I do believe, will get there eventually. But we have to look at the whole picture of the, the development of some of the materials um, for some of the solar and wind stuff is not necessarily environmentally friendly. No. And, uh, Everything has a footprint if you and, create it. Uh, and, and getting away from fossil fuels uh, totally is, is a relative joke. There's approximately 6,000 products that are made with some type of a petroleum product. So... Um, Probably more. You know, even if you uh, cut the electric uh, internal combustion engine vehicles in half, actually, uh, in the future, you're not going to really move the needle much on oil demand. So yeah, I think you move it up. So you know, it's 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 not going anywhere. But I, I do think there's ways to find common ground, and I, my prayer is always that the two bifurcated sides in this in this world today, of this country, can at least start having some some realistic and civil discussions around the topic. Yeah. Like our engineers with brains actually talk to the other side and show them the math, math, 
math doesn't have any problems of explaining all this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm luckily I'm reading Alex Epstein's, you know, newest book, you know, it's for everybody in only gas, you know, it's a kind of a softer serve, you know, uh, knowledge base of what we, you know, we kind of already know, but you know, it's the uh, future of, uh, the fossil future. His last one was the moral case for fossil fuels right. and now it's fossil future and just kind of an addendum and a lot more knowledge and kind of catching you up to, Hey, where are we at in energy in the world today and why oil and gas? And this is a complete outsider of oil and gas. I think his background's philosophy and he comes to this looking at it just like a citizen who didn't really appreciate, appreciate nor like oil and gas. You know, he had the same constructs around his knowledge, you know, growing up where he right. did. And all of a sudden you start peeling back the onion layers going, Oh my gosh, this is not only good or this is not only needed and necessary. It's actually good for humans. We've saved more lives with oil and gas. Our, our humanity has become better. You know, we don't have, the wars that, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, we still have wars for energy, but we can feed more people, clothe more people, shelter more people than yeah. any other time. Our children live longer lives. You know, I don't know if we would have Bella, you know, I don't know if the technology and the medicine and, you know, the, the ways that we've made sure our down syndrome daughter, you know, has the ability to thrive on this planet. Right. Could she have made it without, you know, oil and gas? Right. You know, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a fat, it's all fascinating. I agree. The, you know, and I, I, somebody asked me that there, there was a weird, there's a, like a photo that I, I posted the other day. I don't know. It was, it was a couple months ago. And, and Missy goes, look at this weird uh, comment below it. And they're like, Matt, don't you have, Bella wasn't in the picture for whatever reason. I, th I think she was just upset. She wasn't feeling good. You know, I mean, our, our, our daughters were non, you know, my daughter's nonverbal. Yours was and uh, you know, you just, you just know every, you know, you, you get to read them, right. And you're around them so much. You just read everything. <clears throat> so we knew, you know, for whatever reason she wasn't feeling good and she wasn't in this photo, but somebody was like, Hey, I don't really see her in enough photographs or something. It is a, is an odd comment. Mm -hmm. You know, first of all, <laughs> it's like, well, it's just Facebook and these are my friends. So whatever. Yeah. But then the other comment on there, and I don't know why I, I usually don't talk about comments, but it just made me, you know, think about it. And I was like, well, I, the last thing I ever want to do is have people pat me on the back, you know, cause Misty was, you know, she wasn't, you know, Bella's not my biological daughter. You know, I, when I met Misty, you know, she became my daughter. Right. But I fell in love with that kid before I fell in love with Misty. Pretty easy. Yeah. Pretty easy. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and over the years I've had people, you know, and I never say anything back, but I've always had these people like, Oh Matt, you're so amazing for taking on Bella, mm -hmm. you know, and yada, you know, that, that stuff that's like, and it's such yeah. an, they don't mean anything by it. You know, it's a, it's a nice compliment, but in your head, you're like, I'm her dad. It's not anything. Like Yo. she's just a kid. She has down syndrome. I love her to pieces. She's actually kind of easier. I like, yes, I change her diaper and I have to shower yada, 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 but she's great. Yeah, it was. And there's no extra. I, well, and, and I understand that. I mean, before we had Angelina, I didn't really understand special needs people or, or, or children or whatever. And no idea. Once we had her, no, I get the same. My gosh, Steve, you got you and Christine. It's amazing. And it must have been so hard. And I'm like, yeah, well, okay, thank you. But it was really the easiest thing I've ever done. Yes, she needed 24-7 care. But, uh, yes, we didn't get to travel together for many, many, many years. But... Uh, would I trade it for anything? It was it was so satisfying and such a blessing to us, and and uh, uh, I just you know of course now have such a heart for for those children. And, yeah. Uh, you know we uh, 
we just focus on uh, you know where Angelina is today, and, and we're fine with it. So you know, uh, she's in heaven. It's now. hard. Um, we had a prayer that was answered. That's something you don't like to pray, but we had prayed that God would take her before us because we didn't want to leave her here. That's that is a and that's that is, uh, that's, 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 that's a tough prayer to pray, but it but he answered it, and so you know I'm I'm fine with it. Wow, that's Pat, man, that gives me chills because we, I mean, we know, you know, we have a lot of heck. We just had our, we had our own grandchild. We had, you know, Cannon and he's, he's three now or going to be three in August. And we know that we have, you know, Bella has a legacy of people that will care for her when, you know, Misty and I go. And plus, you know, we're setting up things, you know, as, you know, as we go along, but yeah, she has a lot of family we're not going to have to worry because being nonverbal, you know, we were like terrified. Like we just don't ever want her in a home situation. No, we didn't either. And we, we had plenty of family too, but you know, now she's, now she is home. Now she's home. And so everything's cool. It's know, pretty, so. yeah. And so I just, man, I looked up for you. It's funny. So right before I walked in the door, you know, as I drove up, I you know got a notification about an email and I just glanced down. It was a down syndrome of Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, they just announced their, uh, their next uh, 5k run and festival, you know, cause they always have that downtown. So, you know, we, we used uh, for the donations for Angelina's memorial service, you know, we used them and they sent me an email and they had something like 85 donations in Angelina's honor. Yeah. And I usually sponsor the golf tournament stuff. So it was, it's a great organization and they, they do a lot. They do a lot. And, you know, and I, I don't know, we, we've been fortunate. We haven't needed really ever any services from anyone you know so we've always been in a giving situation and you know that's just one that's near and dear to my heart absolutely like so many there's you look around you're like man i love that cause and i love that cause and i love that cause (laughs) yeah and you still have to eat so you know i understand (laughs) i yeah well for a long time i was eating too much (laughs) got got fat i hear you and then and now now your uh your business is uh keeping you skinny you look pretty good yeah, if it done well, we I've had I've had some health issues uh, post COVID and and everything, but the Lord's healing my body and I take uh, you have things still, to do, buddy. Yeah, you know, still take some prayers. I I can tell now He wants me around, and and I know Christina wants me around because I take care of my giant flower beds. So uh, you know I got to pull weeds and all that, but uh, we are uh, um, you know things. Your perspective changes going through what we've been through, and also turning sixty-five. Your perspective changes about a lot of things as well. But, so, how do you how do you run a business that's growing like yours and still be able to find that? How where's that balance? You know, where do you? I mean, that's a measured and planned for balance. Well, I I uh, I empower you know my staff. I mean, I really. Uh, if you look at, you know, the Reese Energy Consulting website, look at my staff, you know, it's a lot of seasoned veterans. Now I'm, I'm filling in now with some younger people that are fantastic, but they don't need a lot of direction from me. You know, I, I uh, kind of like Fred Sanford. I just kind of coordinate, you know, <laughs> and they're awesome. And um, uh, but the way we are growing, I've taken on an, another assistant and I'm actually uh, maybe hiring another gentleman out of Houston that's uh Middle aged that I may kind of groom to to administer a lot of stuff that we're doing. Uh, for, he's a former executive for a for a pretty large energy firm, and um, but my staff's amazing. And you know we're fortunate. We're we're kind of uh, have best of both worlds. We do a lot of operational engineering type stuff, but we also do a lot of marketing and commercial stuff, and uh, that's really working out well. 
reeseenergyconsulting.com, right? Right. And yeah, I was I was pouring through, of course, you know, coming over here. I was like, oh my gosh, you do a lot. We do a lot of different things. We have a lot of different skill sets. Um, you know, my staff for people that I had worked with during my corporate career and some that I'd negotiated with and against and fought and and wrestled and, and loved and everything. And yeah, so I need you on my team. I don't need you on this side, not the other exactly. side. Exactly. Yeah. I've got, I've got, uh, my COO is a pretty well-renowned gas measurement uh, specialist getting Cliff Stover, who actually wrote the book at, at Texaco, the measurement book. And he's the one that when he retired, I said, yeah, I don't want you on the other side of the table. So you're coming over here. So does he update that book every now and then? Keep it. No, that's current? an old one. Now, when we do our gas measurement audits, we literally have a 125 point inspection on a, on an EFM that we go through and, uh, we're doing so many engagements now. It's, it's just hard to, to keep up with it all, but I'm managing and uh, being home. It's a little freeing. I feel, uh, I don't feel as boxed in. I feel uh, more free to, to to manage my staff as best I can. And like I told you, I've I've gone from flying uh, twice a week to twice a year. That's a real nice comfort level as well. Maybe and I ought to do three and toss one in there just for fun. We're doing that next week. There we we're, go. We're going to do a little vacation. But, you know, I love traveling and the business, and I taught my seminars and consulted in all four corners of the lower 48 and South America and some other places and just loved it. But I'm ready to kick back and kind of manage in the more laid back style that, that I am, and, and it's working well. When you, when you have that time to reflect and look at things, does that inspire you to like, oh my gosh, I just came up with this idea? You know, do you have those like moments now where you're like, I think we could do this, this, and yeah. this? Well, when we first got in the engineering side, you know, somebody called 10, 15 years ago and said, you guys, you know, you guys uh, design, engineer, and construct pipelines, don't you? And I said, well, of course we do. And then I had to call my buddies and say, I need you on staff. Because <laughs> I think we might get this work. <laughs> and now we're getting so much into the financial side of things, revenue, work, and plan accounting, and, and auditing, and all this. And um, So are pipelines going, because that's, I mean, a lot of people don't know how many pipelines are out there. I mean, you know, that, that you'll, you'll see the disputed ones, of course, on the news. Yeah. But then there will be another one built and being built right next to it. So, mm-hmm. you know, right now, currently, though, we all agree in our industry, we need more pipelines. We obviously need more refineries. We're way behind in that. Right. You know, they, they talk they talk about drilling all the time in the news. Like, oh, just go out there and drill more wells. Well, we're pretty good. I mean, you can't just ramp that up overnight either. Well, we're at capacity refining. And then the other thing that I failed to mention was we're – we are beginning to enter the LNG space. We're working with a group of uh, European end users, and we're getting we're, we're having talks now with the with the with the Spain and the Italians and the Germans on some LNG. We've got a real good group over there that we're getting ready to form a new uh, venture with. So, where do we put the LNG ports? Well, we're at the Gulf right now. They're, they're coming on good. We're working with a couple. We've done some work in the past for. Uh, for next decade and for Chenier way back in the day. And there's two newer ones now that we're going to be working with. And we're, my staff, we're, we're the ones handling the supply probably out of the Haynesville and the Marcellus to bring down to the Gulf. And, uh, we're, we're actually getting ready to Can you imagine that all, I mean, listen to ourselves in this nation that we have to bring that all the way down to the Gulf because we have these Eastern liberal States <laughs> That, I mean, that's to me, it's against interstate commerce, if not, you know, yeah. treasonous at this point to go, man, we've got allies overseas that are hurting and they have big bad wolf, you know, with teeth 
at their doorstep that should be, you know, buying energy from and they can't. So they need us and we are not full force ahead getting plants put on the coast as fast as possible. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. You know, there is, you know, there is a little bit of LNG export on the East Coast and ethane as well. But, uh, uh, you know, the infrastructure is there in the Gulf. It's a lot of it has been permitted. They're into the FID phase on a lot of the new ones. And uh, there's going to be a lot of capacity. And it, and it obviously with the Haynesville right there in North Louisiana, it does make a lot of sense to have them there. But it would be nice if, if we could uh, have some and you know, the coast around Maryland and, and uh, the Carolinas and et cetera. And, uh, but things looking like they're working better now. And we have some very, very interested parties in Western Europe now that we're dealing with personally that I think will, will make some hay. And uh, it's kind of exciting, a little different step out for us. But uh, oh, I love it. Enjoyable. That is great news. Yeah. I mean, it's great news for, of course, on the drilling completion production side, but pipelines, you know, obviously they're going to be built. And then, mm-hmm. Man, for our allies across the world to have, you know, people with access to energy that's not coming from somebody that wants to invade them. Well, I think you've probably seen some of my comments, you know, of people discussing that natural gas is this bridge. Well, natural gas isn't the bridge. It's, it's pretty much it's the, the, the fuel. past, the present, the future, and all in between. And my old friend, uh, Aubrey McClendon, always said uh, a clean, uh, um, affordable, abundant, ubiquitous, U.S.-made natural gas. And uh, it's still, it's not going anywhere. Uh, I know we get pushed back. And, but the political winds change, uh, the economics change, the market changes. But it's always been pretty much a constant. And it's, uh, if you look at the data, if people are concerned about CO2 emissions, CO2 emissions have come down roughly 35% in the United States since we've really ramped up the natural gas production in the last 10 years. So we're trending in the right direction, and yeah, not not everybody agrees with everything, and that that's fine. We we should have it's just energy literacy and education. And we should have discourse. We should have uh, discourse, and we should have uh, communication between different factions. So sure. I'm fine with it. But, it, uh, it sparks those conversations that lead us to better things. I mean, and at the end of the day, you know what we had started on earlier was talking about the 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 uh, well their alternatives. I'm not going to call it green because of the footprint it leaves. It's not green. It's a great marketing name. You know, I think ours is the green energy, but let's call it ours earth energy. Okay. Right. But whenever we get more efficient and we look for things to help the environment. And as you said, it's got to be economical, but that's the key is any environmental waste that we produce is economical waste. We know that as an industry and we want to correct that. We have been correcting it in a huge way. And a lot, one of our jobs when we do these field audits is we look at fuel and loss and gathering systems and compressors and, and natural gas plants and dehys and treaters and everything. And that's one of the jobs that we continue to focus on for our clients is looking at the midstream firms and making sure that those things aren't happening like they should. And uh, uh, so anyway, um, the industry has done a f- fabulous job from when I entered it in 1980 to today as, as far as that goes. And, and as someone like me that loves nature, I, my, my hobby is, is flower gardening and I have, uh, way too much invested in my flowers, <laughs> but I've got pretty large gardens on my acreage and, and, you know, I love nature and I, I don't, I wouldn't want to do anything that, that causes harm to God's you know planet. That's for sure. Yeah. We, we work hard in our industry, but we play hard and oftentimes we play hard outdoors and yeah. avid fans of being outside. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. My, my, me and my kids like to be outside, hot or not, don't yeah, care. I, me neither. I'm fine. 
Although it did remind me today, I was like, oh, there is an area of my porch I would like to get a sunshade over. So, <laughs> well, I went out, <laughs> I went out, thank goodness for oil and gas, they create these cool things called like uh, cement stains. So I went out and etched my, you know, back porch with the, I did all the things right. and I stained the back porch, but I stained it pretty dark and now it's hot. Yeah, <laughs> it looks really good, but I was like, uh, I, I really didn't think about the heat. <laughs> Well, I have some 150-year-old oak trees that shade us, but you can't go by those. No. <laughs> so yeah. those help. Yeah. Now I did. Now I go on. You know, I, I get off in spaces like uh, now. I like TikTok. Any kind of new technology, Steve. I like to go out there. If the kids like it, I'm going to go out there and also like it, so that it'll be just a little bit less cool for them. Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> my uh, I'm the king of the dad jokes, and yeah. my sons are just they'll just walk away and act like they don't know me. That's, you know? that's you're doing it right. But then, then I give them OU football tickets, and they love me again. So you know how that goes. And hey, I know well, Stephen, my oldest, loves coming good to reminder. the tailgate. You know, you got yeah. Make sure you promote to everybody. You're patched in. Y'all, I'll put your logo up anytime. But uh, the oilfieldtailgate.com. That's why the, all this has started. Oilfield tailgate. We have every home game in Norman, so if you're watching, listening, please go to woolfieldtailgate.com and sign up to either participate, to come down and hang out with us every home game, or we really need to start raising money because that party's coming up soon. So yeah. uh, $2,500 um, sponsorship, and uh, obviously I'll mention you in here, have you in here, do a little podcast with you, and then splash your logo all over the creation of this beautiful earth God made us. Yeah. and. Uh, Man, on, on, on. It's the best bang for your buck for uh, what I tell people that it's going to be. And you get to come down and hang out in Norman every home game. Absolutely. There's nothing better. Watch the good guys. With all of your oil and gas friends, I'm going to tell you, like, a lot of people just stay and hang out. They don't even go to the game. That yeah. that party is just an oil and gas party. An excuse was there's a game close That's by. That's really a cool one. It's it's a good one. We have, lo- we have local live musicians come every home game. We have, obviously, the open bar. Scratch my head on that one sometimes. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Yeah. And then uh, free food. The beautiful Othello's there uh, provides. And, man, they do such a fabulous job. They do. As a, as a long-time event guy in oil and gas, and I know you've done plenty of them as well, whenever you can just pay somebody and just show up and have a great time with your friends and customers mm-hmm. and you don't have to do a lick of work, it's pretty great. I'd like to do that at home, but I'm married into this Sicilian family. And so, you know, Christmas, there's 30 or 40 people. The You're cooking. There's 30 or 40, and I'm cooking. My wife is running around as well. So if you saw the movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, well, I was the long-haired guy. It's just Italians instead of Greeks. Nice. Yeah. That it's, sounds it's like a blast, though. That's a blast. It is a blast. Uh, yeah, there, you can't beat that. No. I'm and I'm sure, I'm sure they're all interested in uh, what you do for a living, too. I bet yep. there's a lot of good. I mean, I love stuff like that. It just opens up all these roads to. Hey, by the way, I'm cooking natural gas because of me. That's right. <laughs> I brought you the food right. and the Eating way to do it and everything. Yeah. So, what's what do you think the you know as you're you know building your company up and it's growing as quickly as it is? What are you what are your uh, pinch points going to be? Do you think you know just finding resources right now to get the things done? You know, we're, we're all seeing, you know, for, yeah. for us, you know, just, you know, some little bitty widget that runs all the other widgets in our machine. All of a sudden, this one spring comes from China and we can't yeah. find this spring anywhere. You know, it's sourcing has been something else. You know, our pinch point, since we don't do really much physically, we more in the field, we more facilitate and, and you know, manage product yeah. projects and stuff. Uh, the pinch points now for me is, is 
time management for myself and my staff and to the point where I'm going to have to actually create maybe some layers, which we've never really had any layers, me and, me and my clan and we all, you know, whatever. But now I'm, I'm going to have to probably start creating some layers. And, and at some point. Does this look, really have to go to Steve today? Yeah, and, and not just that. It's just uh, I'd like to, to have, uh, as we grow, I'd, I'd like to, uh, at, at my age, I've got to eventually look at some type of succession plan. And we've had some offers, you know, to buy us. And, and I have to take those seriously now at my age. But I would, I would want to sure have a transition correctly and, and a succession in place. So I'm starting more to think about those things. That's a legacy you're not just going to give to anyone. No, you don't. You don't want to do that, and it's and it, yeah. You know, the money obviously is very important, but by, by past that, I don't want to hand off my clients and say bye, and I would never do that. Nope. So, uh, lot to lot to think about. But it keeps me busy, and and uh, that's a good thing. Do you are you guys? Um, you have any areas of the industry that you you know had thought about? You know, you want to get into that haven't yet. You know, it's interesting. We we uh, it's funny. We get solicited all the time as what I would call a some people call them channel partners, but basically to help them sell their products. They kind of like our little black book, if you know what I mean. Sure. Our relationships are so well. Uh, we looked really hard at the uh, Bitcoin mining for flared gas. Um, and, I, you know, it's, it's, I think those guys are doing a good job. That's so cool. But uh, there is a volatility with, with sure. the commodity. Sure. Um, I yet to be able to and we've had so many offers but at least it's not burning for nothing oh that, that's true that's that's the solid point about it but at some point in time the flares there's a limited amount it's a finite so you've got that business if it's going to survive is going to have to be able to go into more conventional gas areas to see what can happen we've looked at it we, we're still deciding you now we have uh, um, some other folks coming to us now with different power ideas and some of the artificial intelligence around leak detection, stuff like that. And so we're, we're looking at those, but right now the we're technology improvements. Wow. It's amazing. But right now we're just really trying to get our, our hands around all these new engagements and it will be in five or six or seven different basins right now. It's, it's all I can do to, <laughs> to keep my staff from killing me, especially when one of my main field guys is getting ready to turn 80. And, and uh, they didn't uh, understand that everybody loves you and wants to talk to you. And by the way, I probably got a deal for you too, Steve, let's exactly. do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, It's fine. And I, the one guy, he doesn't need a salesman. He's his own salesman. <laughs> I, I'm a very, always very open to discuss other people's products. And, you know, we've, we've done some, some, uh, informal joint ventures we fed each other business and and made money and and that's fine so uh i'm always willing to take phone calls and messages and stuff as well that's what i tell you know i tell jason he you know he he doesn't not remind me of you in you know many ways you know i was like you know because he he they have business development people sometimes sometimes not but i'm like jason you know here at trace you're kind of your own salesman everybody wants to come and hang out with you and talk to you so you're going to get engineering deals just because of who you are Oh yeah, and we we service about three of their clients as well. So yeah. it's, oh, it's a good, it's a great marriage when you guys when been good when engineering us. firms work together. Oh man, I love it. They've been good to us. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. I've been yanking at your. We're only into it for like a few minutes, so thirty eight. We did good today. Good. I just, I mean, I just, I love you to pieces, buddy. And I just, I've, I've been inspired by you so many times. I don't know how to give back, but I definitely wanted to. Uh, put the word out about uh your consulting firm and what's a uh it's um the training one Reese is energy training Reese energy well. training 
So he will come and give you, uh, he will dump all of his knowledge into you and your staff. This is good. You need this. And, uh, well, you can always uh, help us by praying for us, you know, do that. Our, our company and our families and my health. And, and uh, you could go jogging. With, you know, I'm, I live right down the road from you. You could jog with me every morning in my neighborhood if you'd like. Okay. Everybody sees me sweat. Like, oh, there's that fat kid sweating <laughs> again. Why is he doing it? Because most yeah. of the, I think there's a lot of my neighbors that are, like, in the retirement age. Yeah. And so these men are out. I mean, it's it's kind of fun. And it's it feels surreal because I'll wake up. And I feel like I'm waking up early yeah. and they have already got up and got their, uh, new balance on and they're out there watering their lawns by hand with a hose. Yeah, I can't water my five acres by hand, but I do have 36 zones on my sprinkler system. So it's kind of 36. Yes. You're on a well though. See, I live, yeah. I live in the Edmond zone where I can't afford Edmond water <laughs> like that. No, I just like, I, if I keep my lawn green, it'll be a surprise this, you know, summer. <laughs> I'm cranking it. I mean, if, you know, every time my sprinklers goes off, I know everybody's water pressure all through Edmond goes down. <laughs> it's me. Sorry. <laughs> Come over. I got some real nice uh, zoysian and uh, perennial fescue going on out there. Yeah, learn how to grow. <laughs> He's going to teach people how to grow a lawn, too. <laughs> exactly. How to market energy, how to move it, how to uh, utilize it and refine it. I mean, you're doing it all. Thanks. Thank and grow hydrangeas. Thank I, I don't think I need to get my soil a little bit more tested and acidic. I, I got a guy, you should meet him sometime at George Edwards, Edwards environmental. And man, that guy knows a lot That's of, cool. uh, a lot of stuff about the soil and about gardening. He knows a lot about everything. That's awesome. I'm always, I'm always stealing mentors for me. Well, after my dad passed, I'm like, I got to surround myself by some older guys that I just like to talk to, <laughs> you know, cause well, I grew up in a little town where, you know, my grandfather, who was a farmer and a rancher, he would throw me in that old pickup truck and we'd go to town after yeah. either before or after, but it didn't matter what time of day or what part of the year, if it was 150 degrees out or, you know, right. negative 50, we were going to sit around that coffee table with those old guys and talk about That's life. Awesome. You know, there'd yeah. be about six or seven of them. There's that rotating group, but you don't know who's showing up, but yeah. a bunch of farmer hats and overalls and really good conversations. That's cool. Cool. And I just, I, I have to have that in my life. I agree. Well, God bless you, brother. I Thank appreciate you. you. And this is, this is what we do, everybody. The Talking Energy Show uh, brought to you by Oilfield Tailgate and all the amazing sponsors that pitch in for that. And then, <clears throat> of course, uh, Trace Management. And if you'd like to be on, just please reach out. Or if you just want to come and hang out, this is a good spot to do it. We have a lot of fun in here. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Matt. Take appreciate care. God bless you, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks.